Senators, there was an election yesterday, maybe you forgot about it, and apparently so did some Republicans, because Democrats got almost everything they wanted. But yeah, yeah, Democrats were the big winners last night, which means all those human sacrifices were worth it. Shout out to my fellow Illuminati members. Guys, we did it. Well, they, they, she doesn't get the irony there, does she? That's Paris Hilton sitting in last night on the Comedy Central show that no one watches anymore. Uh, with the human sacrifices, they... She doesn't realize how close that is to the truth since the, the races were largely about abortion. No sense of irony, these people. Not very bright. Intelligence in her family, apparently a recessive gene. Extraordinary. Now, let me share with you, and I've got uh, much more to get uh, to get back to. I don't know if I have enough time for everything, but a uh, breaking story yesterday, uh, the first I saw was on X, an X post by Noah Pollock, uh, an intelligent man. Noah Pollock, important expose by uh, honest reporting. Photographers, plural, working for AP, the Associated Press, CNN, the New York Times, and Reuters, the Reuters news agency, were embedded with Hamas terrorists on October 7th and accompanied the terrorist group to Israel. They knew the attack was coming and participated in the attack. Now, that was a striking a striking ex-post yesterday. I've got to say, it was uh, really something. Important expose by Honest Reporting. Uh, and the Associated Press, CNN, the New York Times, Reuters News Agency, use photographers, they're freelance photographers that operate in the Middle East, and the photographers that they use were in on it with the Hamas terrorists and the attack on Israel, the most deadly attack on the, the Jewish people since the end of World War II, since the Holocaust was brought to a halt. Uh, and they accompanied the terrorist, the terrorist groups in. Now, here's the thing. We haven't seen the photos or the videos. We haven't seen what they have seen because they're not news photographers, they're jihadis. You may recall also that the Associated Press at one point shared a building. Their office space was in the building where Hamas had their headquarters. But pay no attention to any of that. That's uh, pretty extraordinary stuff, I've got to say. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Now, as Noah Pollock pointed out in his ex post I doubt the story here is that these guys called up their editors and said, hey, boss, I'm going to join the big Hamas terrorist attack tomorrow. The story really is that Western news organizations employ Hamas supporters as a matter of routine, and they know it, and they don't care. Noah Pollock is on point on that one. That's, that's what's going on here. And where are the photos and the videos that these photographers made? CNN obviously wants videographers for video since their television, the New York Times, the Associated Press, still photos, but is a bit of a mix and match going on there, technology being what it is. And then after the story broke, CNN didn't deny 
that they've been employing jihadis. The New York Times didn't deny it. The Associated Press, the New York Times, none of them. Uh, Reuters, they didn't deny it. CNN's statement on their freelancer who embedded with Hamas during the October 7th massacre of Israeli civilians, they said, CNN said, we are aware of the article and photo concerning Hassan Eslaya, a freelance photojournalist who has worked with a number of international and Israeli outlets. This is, oh, sure. Uh, are there any Israeli outlets that have uh, come forward, said this? Hmm? Huh? Hmm? Well, we have not at this time found reason to doubt the journalistic accuracy of the work he has done for us. We have decided to suspend all ties with him. Racists! Islamophobes! There should be protests at the CNN office today, I think. Mm-mm. So uh, Ian Miles Chong also on the case, how many of these news agencies were complicit. And honestly, when you're employing these people, there should be a vetting process, I think, don't you think? And uh, there is also a uh, photograph that has emerged now of another of the photographers, Hassan Eslaya, an AP and CNN photographer and videographer. And here's a picture of him with the Hamas leader, one of the Hamas leaders, Yahya Sinwar. And uh, Sinwar is kissing him on the cheek, and they're smiling and having a nice time, and there are guys that look like gunmen behind them, and, you know, they're hiring the bad guys. These are corrupt news organizations. They're not serious news organizations. Now, with, uh, with that and, and CNN... Uh, Headlines National Review has the story as well. CNN cut ties with freelancer after photo emerges of him sharing a kiss with Hamas leader. With the Hamas leader, because they got uh, leaders in Hamas, and CNN has their guys uh, making out with them here. American men don't kiss like men in lots of other parts of the world, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, a lot of places where men, it's not a sexual thing. They're just Italians, you know. It's just an affectionate thing. But we don't do a lot of that here. We prefer the handshake. Call us old-fashioned. Of course, the kissing is old-fashioned, too. In Eastern Europe, like Serbia, it's three kisses. One side of the cheek, other side of the cheek, other side of the cheek. It's uh, perfectly normal when it's perfectly normal. But uh, National Review has the story of CNN cutting ties. This is kind of an amazing story because it is revealing you see, it's very revealing on all kinds of levels. Now, there was, I don't know if you pulled any audio from this brawl in Los Angeles, um, but in Los Angeles, there is a, a, an Israeli actress, American Hollywood actress, Gal Gadot. She's a very attractive woman. Gal Gadot's screening of Hamas terror attack film ends in mass brawls. This is Los Angeles, California now. And she uh, rented out a space and said, we're going to show the videos and the pictures that the media won't show of the uh, decapitations. And the apparently there are videos of like um, uh, men being beaten to the ground and the Hamas people take sledgehammers and smash their faces when they're flat on the ground, right? And, and then the rapes and everything else. And these uh, CNN, AP, uh, New York Times photographers were there for all of it. 
but they just did it for Hamas. So it's for their, you know, their Christmas albums. I know they don't have Christmas albums. Gal Gadot screening of Hamas terror attack film ends in mass brawls between pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian protesters. A lot of pro in there. Israeli actress Gal Gadot's controversial screening of footage from the October 7th slaughter by Hamas terrorists sparked multiple wild fights in Los Angeles late Wednesday. That's last night. Police officers were already out in force around the ironically named Museum of Tolerance for the Wonder Woman actress screening of Bearing Witness to the October 7th Massacre, which uses Israeli Defense Forces footage. Even so, wild videos posted online showed people waving Israeli flags, brawling in the streets with pro-Palestinian protesters. We've imported the Middle East chaos to the United States of America because Democrats. People were kicking and punching one another. Police formed a skirmish line in an effort to control the unruly crowd and ultimately used pepper spray, according to ABC7 in Los Angeles. And it was wild, it was violent, it was crazy. People were being beaten all over the place. Who has a gun? Who has a gun? Someone has a gun? No, the cop has a gun. Who has a gun? Someone has a gun? The cop has a gun. Well, that's good, because the cops are supposed to have guns. Several people were seen being detained by the police late Wednesday night, though it remains unclear whether anybody was actually arrested or faced charges. Now, we don't, uh, we don't enforce laws in the United States anymore. Los Angeles Mayor, radical left-wing extremist Karen Bass, decried the violence in the aftermath. Naturally, she did. We cannot allow current worldwide tensions to devolve into this unacceptable violence in our city. We just want our crime and violence in our city. No, but the left has imported this, and they're fanning the flames of this. This is a time of immense pain and distress for thousands of Angelinos. We must stand together. That sounds like a good idea. But then you got all this uh, craziness and you got these, you know, the problem obviously is not the uh, pro-Israel people. The problem is the jihadis, which uh, the Democrats want more and more of, more and more, because they're not on our side. How many times do I have to say it? (laughs) I've been saying for years and years, they are not on our side. Now, This is an extraordinary story that the New York Post has, and the Washington Post and the New York Times don't care about because they're filthy corrupt. Hamas leaders worth staggering $11 billion revel in luxury while Gaza's people suffer. Well, sure, that's the whole point of being rich, isn't it? Really, really rich. Where do you think they get this money? You think they're big businessmen? They have uh, telecommunications businesses or something? No, they're stealing all the international aid money, stealing it all, and then getting all their people killed and flying private. Here are pictures of them on private jets. While their people languish in poverty and are treated as human shields, the leaders of Hamas live billionaire lifestyles. Where's Robin Leach when you need him? Lifestyles of the rich and famous jihadis. The terror group's three top leaders alone are worth a staggering total of $11 billion. 
and enjoy, uh, enjoy a life of luxury in the sanctuary of the Emirate of Qatar. How are we supposed to pronounce that now? Oh, yeah, Kiev. That's right, now I remember. The Emirate has long welcomed the leaders of the terror group and installed them in luxury hotels and villas at the same time. A host of vast American military presence is also there. So uh, the $11 billion for these these animals, and here they are, uh, here, here they are working out in the gym and nice-looking gym and flying private and uh, doing all kinds of really fancy things because they're worth $11 billion. Come on. You can live a pretty good lifestyle. Just split that three ways. That's still pretty good. I'd rather split it two ways. Just kidding. $1 billion would be plenty, I think, for me. But I'm a simple man of simple needs. Now, that's a, uh, that's a pretty extraordinary story all by itself, the $11 billion story. And uh, in the meantime, here in the United States, we got the violence in Los Angeles because Gal Gadot was showing videos of what the Hamas terrorists did to civilians. And in New York, hundreds of New Yorkers have come forward to back a pro-Israel New York City coffee shop as baristas quit. The owner's mom and volunteers keep the doors open at Cafe Arone as uh, resignations of staff uh, have left them incapable of uh, keeping the business open. Apparently, six of their employees have quit because they call themselves liberals, and they work at this coffee shop uh, run by an Israeli. And because he's pro-Israel, the one Democrat employee after another has quit because they have joined the jihad. They're jihadis. The Democrat Party is in the jihad. New York Jewish Week via G- JTA. Uh, after Aaron Don, uh, owner of the New York, New York City Cafe chain, with his fifth employee quit, I believe a sixth employee quit yesterday, and so citizens have come forward and said, I know how to work an espresso machine. I'll get behind the counter and I'll help you out. I'll, uh, I'll clean up. I'll take out the garbage. And people lined up to help out the business, which is America. But the people that quit are the Democrat Party, and they've joined the jihad. And what will you hear about what they're doing in schools and this jihadi group? I looked up the jihadi group that is uh, supporting this nationwide school walkout today to honor Kristallnacht. The Nazi attack on the Jews. Just a coincidence that today's the anniversary. And now the Palestinian youth movement is a part of the Democrat Party. Hey, you know uh, CBDs, right? CBDs are everywhere now. Putting CBDs in everything. Well, my friends at Generic CBD have infused CBDs into their number one best-selling deep-penetrating muscle and joint cream. And let me tell you, this stuff is amazing. Look at all the five-star reviews on Al Gore's amazing internet. It melts right into your knees, your elbows, your shoulders, your, your back, especially those stiff hands, your, your fingers, your knuckles. It goes to work in a matter of seconds, and it's a fantastic moisturizer. Even my best girl says so. The company's called GenericCBD.com. You've heard me talk about them before. They sell premium CBD products for a whole lot less cash. And right now, you can try their muscle and joint cream for free. 
For free, I tell you. You pay $2.95 for shipping, but that's it. No subscription, no strings attached. They just want you to try it because they know you're going to love it. You're going to get more for yourself, for your, for your mom, for people at work. Get your free sample at genericcbd.com. G-E-N-E-R-I-C-C-B-D.com. That's genericcbd.com. These products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Yeah, the uh, the jihadis now have the backing of the Democrat Party and people that call themselves liberals. No sense of irony. Wait till you hear the details on this. And maybe your kids are walking out at school today because the Democrats and the jihadis have joined forces. Hey! Hey, it's Chris Plant. Excited to tell you about our July 2024 Listener Sea Cruise. We'll be sailing around the British Isles, visiting Scotland and Ireland. Please join us. Book by this July 31st for extra savings. Visit ChrisPlantCruise.com. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. All right, I uh, I have been uh, neglecting the telephones for some time now because you know the Democrats. Uh, I still I haven't gotten to the jihad school walkout to commemorate Kristallnacht that the Democrat Party is staging today with their jihadi friends. Let's go to uh, let's go to the phone. Let's go to Rami calling from Rockville, Maryland. Rami, hey, how are you? Hello, Rami. Uh, hi, how are you? Very well, very well. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, you are a warrior for justice, loving kindness, and freedom. Uh, I wanted to comment that the Christian community and the peace and freedom-loving Americans need to wake up. <clears throat> we can't have our country taken over by fanatic Muslims and terrorists and ignorant college students. They are taking over Europe, and it cannot happen here. Yeah, you're, uh, you're on to them for sure, Rami. Um, I, uh, I think I'm, I've run out the clock on you. I, uh, you're, you're watching, and you're paying attention, and you're aware. I'd like to have you call in again. Uh, please call back when we got more time. Now... Now, uh, Rami, I apologize. I uh, should have managed the clock better. But um, perhaps Rami could call back in tomorrow. I'd like to talk to Rami. I think Rami has a lot to say, a lot to contribute. Rami is a man who's paying attention. And we need more men who are paying attention and women who are paying attention. These are very corrupt times. And uh, what Rami was warning us about there is... uh, you know, what's happening in our country and what's happening in Western Europe. And and uh, he's talking about the jihad. He's talking about the jihad. By the way, Joe Biden yesterday uh, bombed or ordered the bombing of Syria, 
of locations in Syria hitting a weapons depot. He wants to make sure no one gets hurt. But he's bombing Syria. I don't know, you know, Barack Obama famously bombed, or maybe not so famously, bombed eight different countries while he was president, Mr. Nobel Peace Prize. That is a, uh, a greater number of countries than any U.S. president has bombed since World War II came to an end. And, uh, and he's got a Nobel Peace Prize at home. Irony. No sense of irony. U.S. hits weapons depot in Syria after Iran proxies down drone off of Yemen. U.S. warplanes struck a weapons storage facility used by Iran and its proxies in eastern Syria shortly after a Tehran-backed Houthi group in Yemen shot down an American MQ-9 Reaper drone. Now, Reaper drone is no... It's not one of these things your kids has. It's like 60 feet across. It's, you know, $40 million. And uh, they shot it down. I didn't know they had electricity in Yemen. Is that a recent development? Because uh, you got to charge these surface-to-air missiles, you know. In a statement, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, unusually unimpressive for a former general, said the strike was in response to more than three dozen attacks on American military sites across Iraq and Syria since October 17th. Now, Joe Biden ordered a strike, but it was not a deterrent strike. It was a limp noodle strike. It was a limp-wristed strike. It, was, it, would, it wouldn't impress anybody. And, um, and that's our president because he's, he's a nitwit. Now, here in the United States, we've got... Uh, Oh yeah, what's the, they arrested somebody in in Michigan yesterday too for the murder of a um, a Jewish woman activist named Samantha Wall, suspect in slaying of Jewish community leader Samantha Wall is in custody. Detroit police announce now there was a 69 year old Jewish man that was murdered in California the other day. He was waving an Israeli flag on a pro-Palestinian lunatic, uh, beat him over the head. The 69-year-old man, Jewish man, Israeli flag, went down, slammed his head on the sidewalk, uh, went to the hospital, died the next day from the brain contusion. The the, uh, coroner there determined that it was a homicide. They're considering a hate crime, because that'll make it better. Uh, And uh, and in in uh, uh, Michigan, uh, 40-year-old Samantha Wall was stabbed to death outside of her home in Detroit, the Lafayette Park neighborhood of Detroit, and they've arrested somebody now, but they haven't named the suspect. They haven't named the suspect. Why have they not named the suspect, do you think? This, uh, she was the president of her synagogue, found fatally stabbed outside of her home, 40 years old president of the Isaac Agri downtown synagogue and uh, Detroit police on the case. They've got an arrest, but they're not going to tell us the name of the person because that might lead to Islamophobia. What do you think? So we've got the murder of the Jewish woman by someone they won't name, even though he's in custody, the murder of the Jewish man in California, Do we know the name of the person that, uh, because I think there's been an arrest in that case also. 
But the news media doesn't like these stories because the Biden administration told them that the biggest problem we have is, uh, well, white supremacy, of course, and Islamophobia. That's the, uh, that's the big threat in the United States of America. And the 69-year-old man in, uh, in California, Ventura County, Paul Kessler, He's supporting out there their protest. He's supporting Israel. And um, as an elderly Jewish man dies after altercation, I mocked NBC fake news yesterday for their ridiculous headlines and their ridiculous reporting. Um, And they know who did this. There are videos of it and everything, and there were crowds of people there. And the police spoke to him at the time, the man that hit him over the head, uh, and, and he died. And they've declared it a homicide and possibly a hate crime. And so I think that there ought to be an arrest, that's for sure. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Newsweek fake magazine, who is Leol Anadji? Pro-Palestinian accused of killing Paul Kessler. L-O-A-Y. Loe Al-Naji. Al-Naji is the name of the man that hit the 69-year-old Jewish man over the head who uh, went down and died from his injuries. And in Detroit, they won't tell us the name of the person they've arrested because it might lead to Islamophobia. And that's, of course... The irrational fear of Islam, something like that. Just amazing. So the violence at Gal Gadot uh, event in Los Angeles, the murder of the Jewish man with the Israeli flag in Ventura County, just north of Los Angeles. The coffee shop in New York where all the employees who self-describe as white liberals uh, quit their jobs because the Jew owns the place. Today is... uh, well, we, uh, the arrest in Detroit of the, the murder of the president of her, of her synagogue, Samantha Wall. Um, today is the 85th anniversary of the Nazi attack on the Jews in uh, Germany, Nazi Germany. November 9th and November 10th of 1938. That's 85 years ago today. And... Um, The targets were the Jews, and everything old is new again. Those who do not know history are doomed to repeat it. There are all kinds of great sayings about this. And today is the big national school walkout being orchestrated by Palestinian youth movement. Now, this is pretty amazing stuff. The chancellor of the New York City schools warns staff in New York City Uh, that uh, the day before the planned walkout at 100-plus New York City high schools and school communities, there's that word communities again, all employees should ensure that expressions of their personal and political views are kept separate from their New York City public school job. School leaders, teachers, and other school staff should not express their personal views about political matters during the school day while on school grounds, or while working at school events. And it is crucial that they set aside their personal views during class discussions about current events. That's the warning 
that has been put out. Now, New York City schools brace for student and staff walkout over war in Gaza on the anniversary of Kristallnacht. This is pretty extraordinary stuff right here. In advance of the planned student and staff walkout at some New York City schools on Thursday to call for a ceasefire in Gaza, which is what Hamas is calling for, and Democrats on Capitol Hill and the Jihad Squad, School Chancellor David Banks warned students about violating Education Department rules on political speech. Now, here's the thing. I, uh, I went and I was like, really, who's behind this, this anti-Semite, this genocidal effort here? Well, it's an organization called Palestinian Youth Movement, the National Shutdown for Palestine, Thursday, November 9th, that's today. 100-plus New York City schools and communities. We'll walk the, uh, they've got a phone bank going, uh, teach in to demand ceasefire. They always demand. I heard a news report today said that they were requesting. No, they're demanding because there's a violent mob just behind the curtain here. And they're demanding a teach in to demand a ceasefire and end U.S. support for genocide in Gaza. Now, U.S. support for genocide in Gaza. The genocidal army is in Gaza, and they're being crushed by a superior military military force and cultural force, and that is Israel. Um, now, I decided to go look up this organization, Palestinian Youth Movement, which I did, North American Chapters, and they self-describe as a transnational, I don't think that means they're transgender, independent grassroots movement of young Palestinians dedicated to the liberation of our homeland and people. That means uh, death to Israel and from the river to the sea, just like Rashida Tlaib. And their website says, in 2022, we honored our martyrs. We honored our martyrs, you see. And that means the suicide attackers who are genocidal anti-Semites. And this website is about how they are genocidal anti-Semites, the uh, death to Israel from the river to the sea, honoring their martyrs, the suicide attackers. We built new chapters in North America. This is pretty amazing, their website. In North America, Britain, Sweden, and Italy. And that's what uh, Rami was just talking about. And I hope that Rami will call back tomorrow because I want to talk to Rami. Uh, And in 2022, we honored our martyrs. We demand freedom for Palestinian prisoners. They want the, the terrorists and the jihadis released. We held our largest summer school, and they call themselves PYM, the Palestinian Youth Movement, and they are here. And in schools all over America, on the anniversary of Kristallnacht, they have the schools walking out in honor of Hamas and their war against the Jews, their genocidal quest against Israel, and the Palestinian youth, youth Movement, and all the school districts are going along with it. Oh, the Palestinian Youth Movement is here. We should probably grovel and snivel, and uh, don't you think? Also in the newsroom, as well, we have Alex Jr. sitting at the high school kids chanting from the river. Oh, no kidding. And, and one of the walkouts today is in Alexandria, Virginia, where the young white privileged students of uh, American high schools and Schools, Alexandria, Virginia, and here they are chanting the Hamas chant. Palestine will be free! Palestine will be free! From the river to the sea! 
Palestine will be free from the river to the sea. And they've got a young white girl um, who was uh, self-described liberal. And in schools in Virginia and New York and California, the, uh, this genocidal Palestinian youth movement that honors their martyrs is orchestrating a nationwide school walkout uh, anti-Israel, genocidally anti-Semitic from the river to the sea. And they've brainwashed and indoctrinated. And this is the left. This is the Democrat Party. They've introduced jihad and genocide, pro-genocide. They're pro-genocide now. And uh, this is the United States of America because of the Democrat Party. Now, let's go to communist China. Because you may be aware that the communists in China have retrieved their stinky, smelly, uninteresting, boring, poop-covered pandas from the National Zoo and uh, put them on containers, put them in containers on an airplane uh, that was built by the patriarchy and flew them back to communist China. And then they staged a photo op for the arrival of their pandas And you'd think that the Beatles were arriving in communist China with their pandas, but we got a translator for this. They're very excited. Very, very excited. The pandas have returned. The thing is, what they're shouting out there is recipes, their favorite recipes for panda stir-fry and panda soup, and they're going to eat them. They're going to eat the pandas. The pandas are going to be eaten. See, the pandas were free in the zoo in Washington, D.C. Now they're prisoners. Now they're captives of the Chinese communists who are totalitarian like the Islamists. Totalitarianism is on the march on planet Earth. And the Hamas youth movement is on the march in the United States of America. And the Democratic Party is behind this, this cultural genocide. Forget the Hitler youth. The Hamas youth has been stood up in the United States of America, and the Democratic Party is behind it. I do love the pandas returning to communist China, where they're they're immediately put in prison. They were waterboarded. They got some electroshock. And the squealing young girls uh, thinking that's like a Korean, Korean boy band showing up or something. So excited. Don't you guys already have pandas? Very excited. You know, they were taken from the National Zoo in FedEx containers and FedEx trucks. And then they put them on FedEx airplanes and flew them back to China on FedEx airplanes and the FedEx airplanes. That is great promo for FedEx. And amazingly, then, when they landed in China, they took them out of the FedEx containers and they put them in containers for Panda Express. Only later did everyone realize that Panda Express is a fast food outlet and they're going to turn them into Panda Tacos. Tacos are all the rage in China now. That's the Panda Tacos. So Panda Express is going to chop them up, chop, chop, 
and turn them into tasty treats. Get your chopsticks out because the pandas have been returned to China and they're going to eat them now. It's terrible. And the girls were very excited about that. They were yelling out their favorite recipes. It's like that Twilight Zone episode, To Serve Man. It's a cookbook. It's a cookbook. Now, I'm still looking for the name of the person that murdered the synagogue president, Samantha Wall, and the police in Detroit are still not releasing the name of the person that murdered her, but the man that murdered the 69-year-old, 69-year-old man uh, in California, we know know his name, and it's uh, Loe Al-Naji, Loe Al-Naji, that's great. Wait, snake pizza on the menu in Hong Kong. Yeah, but where's the panda pizza? That's what we want. Also, a great story out of North Carolina. Grins and Glocks. Grins and Glocks. You know, Glock pistols and grins like smiling. Wake Forest orthodontist offers free gun with Invisalign treatment. Wow, that's a pretty good deal. That, uh, I don't think I want the Invisalign thing, but uh, maybe I do. I, I don't know. As part of a promotion, Gladwell Orthodontics and Youngsville Gun Club and Range are giving certain customers their pick between a silver membership in the Youngsville Gun Club and Range or a free Glock 19, which retails for more than $500. Sure, I've got a Glock 19. Very nice, very handsome, excellent gun. So I guess I don't really need the Invisalign since I already have the Glock 19. Uh, Keep your eyes peeled for the jihad. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.